John, let's talk about touching. All right. Wow. Icky. <laughs> That's a touching, great you think. It's a great, great way to start, way to start any start. podcast. <laughs> I'm just trying to hook the listeners in and viewers so they'll they'll say, what is he going to say next? If they logged in already, they're already hooked. I, I am a provocateur. <laughs> I make things very provocative. I just wanted to slide provocateur into the. I know you did. I can't tell you how many times we talk about that behind your back. Oh, have you talked with the provocateur lately? Oh, you mean Nick? Well, yeah. Who else would I be talking about? Yeah. That's the only word I've never actually heard someone completely uh, screw up is provocateur. You know, he's a provocateur. I've never heard that. (laughs) Unlike restaurateur. Well, yeah, we're, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm not pointing at you necessarily. Oh, but I'm you are. At, I know you uh, are. People out I well, can feel it. I can feel people, the pointing. There you go. <laughs> people who are in the business still say it wrong. Yeah, I was going to say tour. that. I've got, I've got friends spelling. who own a restaurant and they, granted, they English is not their, instantly English terminated. is not his first language, so. I'll I'll cut them some slack then, but that's, yeah, you should be instantly terminated if you are a restaurateur and cannot say restaurateur. Yeah, he actually, so I, we got to visit my, my friends, uh, or our friends. They're not my friends specifically, uh, the other (laughs) last weekend. Um, they're, they're like family to us and, and their daughter was in a play. So we went to see the play and, uh, we were, uh, we were chatting about, the restaurant and, and the troubles that they go through, which is, it's very interesting. Uh, some of the things, but one of the things that he was talking about is he actually spent uh, their spring break in Chicago. So he lives here in Nashville, but they spent it in Chicago working for a Michelin star restaurant, just hmm. learning. He's like, I do that all the time. And I'm like, that's really interesting. I wonder how many wow. chefs actually take time off to go work at another restaurant just to learn a little bit more. I, I think you sure know what? it's a great concept. It's a great concept, and and I'm sure if they could afford to, mm-hmm. a whole bunch would. Because for the ones that I see, and I think it's fair to say I've watched more Chopped episodes than anyone, perhaps besides my wife and uh, <laughs> and the people on the show. Uh, I probably watch more than they have, and the a lot of the chefs are really focused on. You know, how can I get to the next level? And so many have traveled a lot when they've been able to. But it's sad that um, the other half of them or three quarters of them work themselves crazy. They work themselves into divorces and they work themselves into, you know, uh, uh, bad marriages. And and I guess that goes hand in hand. And, And just, you know, family problems and so on, because they work 80 plus hours a week. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's detrimental. It's interesting. I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that because I, I am, I am a workaholic. You can ask my wife. I, I definitely love to work and I have made a conscious effort in the last 13 years that I've been married to not granted. I still probably don't spend enough time with my family, but I, I purposely made a point where I stop working and spend time with my family. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm at home working from home, my, my job is fantastic. I can, I, you know, it's, it's not a true nine to five necessarily. Um, but I do, when I'm at home, I will stop at five so I can go cook dinner and spend time with my family. That's, that's what I do. It doesn't mean that I don't get back on my computer when everyone's asleep, Shh. but, um, you know, I, I have that luxury, which is nice, but I know for a fact that I would be much further in life probably not much happier, but much further in life. If I actually spent the the time that I, I do working, working, does that make sense? Like doing the 80 hour weeks and, and focusing on my career and building my career, I would be much further along if I, if I didn't focus on that. So, you know, there's definitely a trade-off there. What, what's more important to you? For me, it's my family. I've made that choice sure. and I live a very, very good life. And I get to spend time with you at least once a week on the podcast. You know what? I probably wouldn't be able to do that if I was uh, I was a true, true workaholic or living up to my workaholic standards. <laughs> you you are a half-assed workaholic. 
that's a really good you know i i usually say because people consider me a, a you know an a type personality i'm like i'm not i'm not definitely not an a personality a type maybe an a minus no. b plus but not an a not an a, a type type a yeah uh, it's it's it look it, it's all about perspective uh, when when you're younger <laughs> and this is the part that sucks this is the uh, this is why you see 70-year-old dudes driving Corvettes mm-hmm. because they work their whole working time and it's all about work. And by the time they can afford the vet or the Ferrari or the whatever it is, um, none of the hot girls want them anyway. So, right. <laughs> and I see it all over in Florida where you've got, uh, you don't see any 25-year-old dudes driving a Porsche. You just don't. And right. the ones that do have wealthy parents or uh, live in Vegas, but but down or you, here, or they're so YouTube stars. Click the like and subscribe. Or they're button. YouTube stars. That's true, <laughs> and you can yes, yeah, smash the like button. Smash the like uh, button. Make you, sure you hit the little bell so you know whenever one of these podcasts are live. <laughs> That's right, and, and notification bell. Notification um, bell. Thank you. But it's a choice. It's a choice that you make, and. There's the old saying that we've all heard at the end of your life when you're, uh, when it's all said and done, you're not going to say, I wish I would have spent more time at the office or more time right. working. Uh, well, and that's true. Okay, you're so not going to. I, I, I honestly think that depends on your, your perspective on what you do. If what you do makes your life better, makes other people's lives better, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I'm going to use my stepdad as the example. He loved what he did to the point where he didn't have to retire at 72. Well, he did because he had Alzheimer's. That's probably, he probably would have worked longer if he didn't realize he was losing his mind slowly, but he retired at 72 because he loved it so much. Now he, you know, he had family, lost family, blah, 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 because he was career oriented, but he would be one person that would say, I wish I could have spent more time at the office because he loved his work so much. And I know people, and, like and that's that. good. But but the problem is, though, Nick, it it's we only have so much time, and right. when you split it eighty twenty, work to family, the family is not going to grow in the way that it that it might. And no. so I, I think it's, uh, and this is us getting all philosophical, but I think it's 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 got to be a conscious choice. I did the eighty hour plus weeks working in the dealership. And um, I, sure, when I was there, I'm in my zone and this is what you do. And I know a lot of people that do the same thing, um, and especially self-employed people. It's, I've got to go all into this. And there's, there's a lot to be said for working to earn later. But life throws you curveballs sometimes. Sure. And you just never know. Something changes or, I don't know, let's say cancer and you get uh, you get a thing multiple myeloma and what's really important it's not the time at work it's and and so it, it changes your perspective or it allows you the opportunity to change your perspective i sure, still but i'm I, with I, you I, work is really rewarding if you if you enjoy what you do if you right. don't enjoy with you what you do it's a whole different conversation right right and then that's kind of where I was going with that whole, that whole point, because for some people, family isn't as important. I don't know many of those people. I, it's not family is more important to me, but for some I people, hate my family. Right, for some people work is work is more important than having a family. That's I, a good I mean, point. not, good it doesn't point. mean that they don't have a family. Look at Elon Musk. He's, he is sure. literally quite literally changing the world. And I, no I have to believe he loves doing it. It's not about the money. I mean, look at how frivolous, frivolous he is with his money. It's calculated, but it's frivolous. You know, let's yes. let's go buy Twitter for $42 million, a billion dollars. Amazing. 43 I billion. I can just, yeah, 43, sorry. Uh, one billion. <laughs> what, what does one billion mean? I mean, nothing in today's day and age. It means you wouldn't have to work 80 hours a week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But that's but that's a good point. He doesn't work eighty hours a week. He works twice that. I mean, he's... I'm sure he does. Uh, you know, and and what's different is 
what does the work entail? If it's right, if your work and you don't enjoy it and it entails being somewhere else, that's a whole, again, a different conversation where you're Elon Musk, who probably works 20 hours a day, but he's working every time he's awake. He's consciously, right. and probably when he's sleeping too, consciously thinking of, of uh, you know, how could we, and he has people that frankly give him support in that too. I mean, right. don't think that, he's this is my final offer for twitter don't think that uh he doesn't have a plan b because he said that at a ted conference oh yeah he's probably he's, got a plan b and a plan, plan c b. yeah i'm guessing maybe even a d you're absolutely yep. right yeah yeah i don't so, know how we cool. got to this point when i was talking about touching that's what i love about this podcast yeah, me too you never know where we're i going. hope because we started by this. saying well we let's talk it, about but, touching um <laughs> yeah we were gonna start talking about yeah that. we were, so aren't folks you glad we, we went this route listeners aren't and you viewers glad. aren't you happy we aren't you happy aren't you glad yeah. no what we were really right. what we we started out was talking about i don't know how we went from from uh from geography which is what it was to work because i i wanted to talk about a, a useless piece of knowledge that i learned last night uh we were watching youtube of of course, you know, you learn everything on YouTube. Yeah. So what are the two states in the United States that touch, they touch each other, but they also touch more states than any other state in the union? Well, it would have to be, I would think, center of the mm -hmm. country, right? Center-ish. Yeah. One of them is definitely center. Okay. Um, I would say... I, you know, you think, you think, I, I just I think, think like, oh, oh, you, you think of Texarkana and, yeah. you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I am looking at the map, but I'm not looking okay. hard because I think I know the answer already. Because well, give me, give me the answer. What, what two states that touch each other uh, have more states touching them than any other state in the union or states in the union? Uh, well, you said, I you said tennessee and missouri did i say that on the podcast or before the podcast before the podcast ah uh, see but the listeners didn't know <laughs> well I, you told me to cheat you told me to say i know it. well go, I know. Ahead and say it. I know. go ahead and say it yeah so it's so, tennessee yeah, and missouri, missouri and yes. tennessee so let's look let's count because okay. tennessee i'm just looking at and it's pretty evident you've got arkansas mississippi alabama georgia south carolina north carolina West Virginia, Virginia. I can't tell. Yeah, Virginia. Virginia. Not, not West. West Virginia. Kentucky. No. Kentucky, Illinois. Uh, Illinois doesn't Missouri. come down all the way. Doesn't it? Illinois, nope. It does. Does too. Uh, nope, Kentucky is in the way. Oh, no, you're right. Mississippi River. No. Mississippi no, River, baby. Someone, we're going to have to get someone on the, on the, uh, Let's go to the phones, folks. Yes, no, you're Someone's right. going to have to tell us because I don't think Illinois touches. Nope, it doesn't. You're right. It's sure close, though, isn't it? It is very close. It's very close. I mean, that's it's, actually it's... Missouri around the it Mississippi is Missouri. there. Yep. Yeah. I do think there is Google a, a weird. not have a great. No, huh? it really doesn't. So Missouri has Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and that's it. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's I, it I really didn't realize amazing. that. Well, and if you think about it, you go to like Nebraska, you would think would have a lot, but and it does, but it it doesn't uh, because the states are bigger, there aren't as right. many that touch it. Is but there I, is there a Tennessee's. point? Here's here's another useless point. And I honestly when when this question was posed, I didn't think about it well enough. Because I thought of Tennessee when I heard the question. Mm -hmm. What state, and this is the part that I missed, what state can you, or where can you stand in the United States where you are standing in four different places at once, four different states at once? Well, isn't that, isn't that the Texas, Texarkana or whatever it is? It's no, close. That's, uh, so it's I the thought four, it's the four it's corners. It's the four corners, right? right. Yes. 
when I when I heard that though, I thought they were talking about you can see different states because if you're standing in um what is it rock rock not rock island rock uh rock city in chattanooga you can actually see five different states oh, but wow. this is actually sitting or standing in a spot which is the four corners which is utah colorado new mexico and arizona you yes. can actually stand in the four corners of those states and be in all four states at once yeah, that's the, it's called the Four Corners Monument. There's actually a monument there. Yep. Uh, only four stars on Google, though, so, you know. Oh, well, yeah. probably not something we want to go see then. We'll bring the potty pod. <laughs> we haven't talked about the potty pod in a long time. Well, that's because we haven't talked with Bill recently. I know. Which we need to do because we really do. he was, uh, he he was, was trying to on, find uh, us a potty pod. Now I have something. We he both have something. We both have something we can pull. They can tow it. With. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. So I speaking of, <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm taking my Jeep in. Now it'll be the third time I've gone in to the shop. Oh. It's only has sixteen hundred miles on it. Um, which this this I will say I appreciate the honesty of the master tech that I, I drove I, I rode with. Excuse me, because he said, Listen, when Jeep produced the first four by E they didn't really come out and train us about different things. It's the first time this, this vehicle has been out there and yes, it's very similar in many, many, many ways to a regular Wrangler, but there are systems in there that we just don't know. So because what happened, I, I've got this vibration, this weird, like um, he, he can, he made it sound like, you know, you, it's like you're hitting the rumble strips on the side of the road that go womp, 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 womp. That's what it feels like at about 62, 63 miles per hour. Awesome sound effects, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So he, he originally, the, the dealership thought, okay, it needs to be um, uh, balanced. So they tried to balance it, didn't work. So I took it back. He rode with me and he's like, I've never felt that before. It's definitely not tires. I don't know what it is. I don't want to mess with it. So I'm going to call Jeep and have my fixed ops person come out so now the fixed ops person i guess gotten hold of an engineer so now there's an engineer coming to see the awesome team. so i have to drop it off on tuesday to find out what's going on which i thought again i really appreciate the honesty but the fact that it only has 1600 miles on it and this is the this will be the technically the fourth time i've brought it in is a little ridiculous kind of sucks I, I would agree with you however this is where yeah this is you being a, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's the, uh, uh, there's a term for it and I can't think of it. Asshole? An innovator, essentially. Oh. <laughs> well, I know that one well. Uh, no, you're, you're like an innovator though. You want to be foremost in, in a lot of these cool things. We talked about you're wanting the, it's a hybrid essentially, right? Yep. Plug-in you're hybrid. You're wanting the four by E. Yeah. And um, it, because th that's you, you're, you're innovative uh, thinking wise. And I, so even though it's kind of a hassle, you're still the first essentially that's had this issue uh, that this dealer has seen. And right. uh, I, I still think it's kind of cool or a little bit cool, at least maybe it's, it's inconvenient, but it's cool that you're getting that attention so they can actually get somebody, an engineer who designed it uh, presumptuously anyway, I'm mm -hmm. saying that presumptively um, that this is a person who's going to be able to tell you what it is and maybe give you some other insight too. Who knows? Right. Fingers crossed. I doubt so, it's going to Sorry, be you're an innovator. That's straightforward. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. You're the sure Lewis and Clark of four by E's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not go that far. Anyway, so that's that's uh, that's where I am on that one. But uh, cool. Anyway, so we're uh, we're actually recording this on a Saturday, which you know we don't actually we, we don't do very often. We don't do mornings. We don't because usually it's just, you know a night a happy hour type thing. Because you're a workaholic. Because I'm a workaholic. Because I you know put whiskey <laughs> in my coffee. I guess I could make it happy. <laughs> whiskey uh, business haven't i've never done that before whiskey business that's really good there's um that would be the name of our potty pod <laughs> yeah 
whiskey business. I like it. All right. We're like on to something. Yep. Keep, keep noodling. I see a million yeah. dollar lawsuit in our future. <laughs> well, we're going to We thought I was going to say a million dollar business, with... right? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Anyway, um, I have completely lost my train of thought now. Perfect. Oh, welcome. it's, it's welcome a weekend, but it's mouth. also, it's East, <laughs> Easter weekend. It's Easter weekend. So you got any big plans for Easter? We, we, I mean, big plans. We do. <laughs> we have learned over the years not to ever, ever go out for Easter brunch. Ever. Ever. Because why? Because they don't me, serve. I do not like waiting to be seated at a restaurant. Mm. If you don't like to be if you don't like waiting to be seated at a restaurant, never go out on Easter. And even Palm Sunday is, is much the same. So uh, Elisa has been kind enough to uh, uh, agree with me on that. So nice. she has made, she's often will have eggs Benedict, which she does beautifully. She inherited from her mother and uh, the ability to, I mean, poaching eggs and Holland days. And I mean, it's, it's really a sight to behold. Holidays um, for the holidays. So that, that's enjoyable. Yeah. Huh? Hollandaise for the holidays. Yes. Home for the holidays. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Um, it, so we will, to answer your question, we're going to see um, our son and his family tonight, actually, which is Saturday. And so we're going to go out to dinner with them. Hopefully we won't have the same issue getting uh, uh, getting food. Um, and then tomorrow we're just going to go to sunrise worship at our church and, uh, 7 AM outdoors, nice. um, weather permitting. And, uh, we'll do that and probably just enjoy the day uh, back at the house. See, whenever How I hear uh, nothing, we're absolutely doing absolutely nothing. Um, but anytime I hear brunch Sunday brunch specifically, I, I don't think of Easter. I don't think of standing in lines. All I think of that. Eggs Benedict is my probably my a number one favorite breakfast. It's also anytime I start a vacation, that's the very first breakfast I have on vacation. Uh, it's kind of my own little internal tradition. But that said, anytime I hear brunch, I think of Eggs Benedict and Bloody Marys. Ah, bing. So waiting in line for a Bloody Mary, I, as long as I had one in my hand while I was waiting, I'd be fine. Fine. That's yeah. That's a good point. We're we're more. I, I love Bloody Marys, but I can only do one. And we used to go to a place in Wisconsin that's a, it's a bar, and uh, they made these crazy Bloody Marys, and it's almost like people trying to do a, outdo one another. <laughs> You've but got it, a full chicken, big, exactly. I've seen that. Well, this one didn't have that, but they had. I mean, everything but the big old honking uh, glass with you know the Bloody Mary, of course, but then celery and sausage sticks and one place had a cheeseburger and <laughs> just and it's ridiculous but even when they are uh not loaded up like that i'm good for about one and then i okay. can't do anymore really? um i can do we one we are more in each hand yeah, do it now yep. <laughs> nice uh, i learned how to make them have... um with with horseradish and they're amazing with horseradish. Mm -hmm. um, it's the only reason I buy horseradish. I know. Well, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> we don't do a lot of prime rib or anything. Yeah, but, you know, it's, where horseradish is great, but um, but we're more mimosa focused. Mm. Yeah, than, see, that's my uh, wife too. Than Bloody Marys. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that's delicious. I they're great. Oh, yeah, they're they're good too. I I can't go. But whenever I get champagne, I just want to. It's either going to be straight champagne because juice, juice. We've talked about my stomach, right? The the fact that certain sweet things give me a bad stomach ache. That's what happens with mimosas and bellinis. So yeah. if I'm going to do um, any type of champagne, it's just going to be straight champagne, or it's going to be a, a death in the afternoon, which we've talked about on this podcast as well. <laughs> we, Look it up, folks. We don't Fantastic. want that. Fantastic. Yes. No. Um, great book, and it's also a great drink, Mister Hemingway. You're amazing. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, I remember yeah. that well. The, but so how do you like your Bloody Marys? Anybody who has a the, death in the afternoon. Right. Um, how do you like your Bloody Marys anyways for the one that you have? Do you like them spicy? Yeah, do you um, like them thick, thin? And do you like them so with Clamato juice? You, 
opposite. I love Clamato, and that's a great that's a great reminder. Um, they are delicious when you use the Clamato rather than mm-hmm. tomato juice or Mr. And Mrs. T or whatever. Not a sponsored thing. I no, um, I like Zing but, Zang. Zing Zang is my favorite. Oh, okay. And that's and so is that spicier? I would take it from the name. You can get spicier, but it no, it's it's a little it's a little thicker than Mr. T's. And it's got a little bit okay. more flavor. So a Mr. lot of the mix. Mr. T's or Mr. and Mrs. T's. That one. <laughs> Mr. T has a whole I, different one. That's right. I've, I've always called it Mr. T's. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just. Zing We're going to drink this without the hot. Zing Zang has most of the ingredients that I would put in. If I were making it with getting Clamato or tomato juice and then making myself, yep. it's already got most of it in there. So I don't have to worry about futzing with it. I do add more horseradish. Like celery. Celery salt, celery salt, horseradish. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what else? Worcestershire, of course. Um, See, with Zing Zang, I don't have to add that because it's already in there. Okay, All but right. I so do. I normally would. Yep. Yeah, for tomato juice or clamato, I, I would add it in. Um, yep. and, and soy sauce. And I don't do soy sauce, um, but that's okay. It's a salty uh, yep. element, so it's not not a bad thing. And you know, if you've got them, I do like the sausage sticks. That's kind of cool, yeah. and and or cheese and sausage sticks. If somebody does that, I don't. None of that. Um, and a dill pickle, probably a, dill a, pickle. a okay. slice of dill pickle. But that's right. about it for me. So here's mine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the zing zang aside. I'm just gonna do how I would make it if I was making it from scratch. Scratch. Yep. So um, you have to have good vodka. You can't just do well vodka. It's got to be good vodka. Okay. Period. So you put the vodka in, you put the ice in, then you put your horseradish on top, you put your celery salt on top, and uh, I actually add a little bit of garlic salt. I have tried the the garlic cloves that are already are minced, but it doesn't add as much flavor as I would like it to. So I use the 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 celery, a little bit of onion salt, uh, onion powder rather. Mm-hmm. Then I pour in the tomato juice. Then I do the Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Mm-hmm. Then I do a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of olive juice. Okay. Mix that all up. And then I garnish it with a blue cheese stuffed olive, a dill pickle, Delightful. bacon. And then I put bacon bits and salt, or I'm sorry, pepper on the top. Wow. Bacon yep. and bacon bits. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's that's my that's my perfect Bloody Mary right there. That's really good. That's I a don't really do, good one. I I don't do the celery because I don't like celery. Oh well, see, this is you, and it's different. I guess if I'm making it for myself versus making it if I'm working tending bar or something, mm-hmm. uh, the one that you repeat is the one that you know I, when we I used to make ten of them or whatever. You know, you're gonna right. you're gonna do them exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Some of it. Oh, by the way, just as an aside, uh, which we do all the time on Potty Mouse, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, sorry, um, before you go to your the, aside, I forgot my one okay. key ingredient, which I also add to the zing zang. Oh, go. You can't have it any other okay. way. It can't be any other hot sauce. It has to be. Uh shit. What? Show it again. No, I'm. I'm I oh, can't I thought you were holding up a hot sauce. No, 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 no. It's it's. <laughs> Cholula? Oh, crap. No, Cholula is my favorite, but I don't put it in my Bloody Marys. Okay. Uh, it's it's literally just the pepper and the vinegar. It's very, very famous. It's the most famous hot sauce. Tabasco? Only, Tabasco, thank you. I knew it started with a T. Sure. I only put Tabasco yeah. in there. Interesting. Yep. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. no I forgot uh, one that's... more ingredient that I, I if I have it, I do. <laughs> yes. Tony Satchery's. I'll throw in what a little Tony Satchery's. Tony Satchery's Creole seasoning. Look it up. My oh, favorite Creole seasoning in the world. Okay, go on okay. with your side. Wait, there's one more. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> After you. I was going to say, as an aside, before you drew me back into the Bloody Mary, which was delicious, um, a uh, a pan, a deep pan with a lid or a pot, I guess you might call mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Um, with a lid. My new favorite way to make bacon on the stove. Really? And I'll take the entire package of bacon mm-hmm. and slice, um, uh, cut it up in chunks 
and then put it in the bottom of the pan. We have a stainless steel pan, lid on, stir it occasionally. And I do the whole thing of bacon at once and throw it in a Ziploc and put it in the mm -hmm. fridge, whatever I don't use the first time. Right. It's awesome because you yeah. always have bacon in the fridge and it doesn't splatter because you have mm -hmm. the lid on. When you stir it, you know, I mean, it's going to spit a little bit because it's in a deep pan. It does not, it doesn't that's, spit at you. So that's how Mona it's does a it hot too. tip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's brilliant. Love Mona. Um, Mona's but my mother. -in -law. The other part about it is, yeah, she is. Uh, the other part of it is, you know how you get the the scrapings a little bit at the bottom when you're done. Deglaze it when you're done. If you want to make eggs at the time, deglaze mm. it with frozen, chopped up uh, onions, which I have nice. in the freezer. And it's beautiful. It deglazes it perfectly. I mean, if you have to throw in some wine, you have to. But you that will deglaze yeah. the stainless. And then you put the eggs in and make the eggs right in the same pan. It's freaking awesome. And I do. That sounds really, really good. A little bit of the bacon grease, but yeah, pretty Why? good. I use, I have been getting a half a cup of bacon. So I've been, I've been actually, um, I've been cooking my bacon in the oven and no splatters, oh, okay. no nothing. It's it actually comes out really, really well. I, I, well, I don't know why I started doing that, though. but hmm, it is a little messy when you're cleaning up the pan, but it's much better than, <laughs> it's much better than cleaning the stove. That's I, I can, uh, I can deal with a pan. I, well, so stove. in this, in this rental place we're in, the stove is a, uh, it's, it's the electric, but it's the glass surface. I hate, so that's what I have. Up. I hate it. I, I'm not a huge hate fan. With the passion. Well, we've had gas before and we love gas. However, it's not available here or in our new place because yeah. it's all electric. So we're yeah. going with induction at the new house. Oh, nice. And, That'll yeah, be I'm excited about that because it is from a cleanup standpoint, it's really easy and yeah. induction is going to be even better than this thing is. Yeah. I can see, I can see induction being much better because the problem I have with the glass is it still gets hot. So if you spill yeah. food onto the, it, then it chars and then you have to get a, 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 a razor blade to scrape it off. And it's just a pain in the ass. But induction, you're there not going to have that because other... the, the surface isn't hot. Yep. Go to, that's correct. Go to, um, there are some YouTube videos that, and I, I want to say it's like vinegar and baking soda will will it's, clean it yeah, pretty well, so something like that. It's baking soda, dish soap, you make a paste, you put it all over, and then you add um, vinegar on top of that. You let it sit for about 20 minutes, and then you wipe it all down. But you also can go with the razor blade and scrape everything up at that point. That's how we clean it. Yeah. It's just a pain in the it, ass. It's just a lot. It's a lot yeah. of work. We've got a a dish rag uh, uh, or square, I guess, with uh, um, like the scrapey stuff on one side, mm -hmm. and it's soft on the other. So I'll just generally, I'll just, uh, and I'm kind of the kitchen cleanup guy. Um, I will, even when it's still warm, I'll use the scrapey side with a pretty wet cloth yeah. and it, it takes most of it up. And again, it it's does, a rental, but it's so still, I'm, I don't care. Exactly. As it, as time goes on, I mean, I have to do that full deep clean probably once, once every two months, months, maybe once a quarter. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, and that's it's just a pain in the ass. I'd rather, I prefer gas because I can control the heat a little bit better. And that's, that's, that's important when you're cooking because yeah. this thing stays and, and I'm hot looking forever. forward. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that with the induction um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's much the same from what I'm understanding. Uh, it, the only thing I don't have, like. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the only thing I don't like about induction is I'd have to go out and buy a whole new set of pots and pans. Yeah, we're we're actually sort of due, so it's not a bad thing. Um, we we've we have some uh, non-stick right now, and uh, they're okay, but they have a they have a shelf life that you know yeah. at some point it's kind of planned obsolescence with those. The um, uh, most of and here's the test: if you're thinking induction, if your cookware uh, is attracted by a magnet, it will work with induction. If it hmm. won't, it will not work. So you, you have to, there are a lot of people with stainless steel blends, you know, and it's some yeah. aluminum and so on, and it, it won't work with induction. Oh, so, so our pots and pans would that. actually work because ours as are long as, uh, as the long as that's, that's the ultimate test. As long as it will work with a magnet, 
it will work on an induction stove. Interesting. Yep. That's really interesting. I thought that huh. was kind of cool. So anyway, it is. I didn't we know don't that. Have I thought you yet. had to buy specific specific induction no. pots and pans. No, okay. it's just the the beauty of it is that it's a um it's it's all about magnetic uh uh attraction and that's uh-huh. what causes the heat to occur only in the pan where it's where it's working the so you have now convinced and me so, I, I will double check our pots and pans you might have convinced me because we i hate our stove and oven it doesn't cook evenly it's pain in the ass it's cheap so yeah. i think i might that might be my next purchase after a dishwasher after, so did <laughs> I, tell, I told you, I know I told you because I sent you pictures because we were going to do a podcast yeah. last weekend. Um, what happened mm-hmm. to my, my Jennifer makes fun of me because I call it a garburator, but it's the uh, garbage disposal. <laughs> it was something my mom called it. Yes. So I just continually called it a garburator. Uh, but it's so there, the, the brand is actually in syncorator, but it's a garbage disposal. Yeah. So my mom blended the words and called it a garburator. Anyhow, like it. Um, I was I, I was doing the dishes after making breakfast on uh, I think it was Friday morning. It was right after I had gotten home from traveling, and I'm and all of a sudden, the garbage disposal falls like you hear this big boom, and there's water going down into under the cabinet. I'm like, oh shit! So I shut off the water and I go under there and I'm like, okay, what happened? And it's the the whole thing rusted so there must have been a leak for a long time that we didn't know about oh. and the piece it just literally snapped and just fell but that well, they're heavy the, they're heavy but that wasn't the worst part so i'm cleaning out the cabinet under the sink to go ahead and fix it and get a new garbage disposal and put it up there and there's a massive dip in the cabinet under the cabinet and it's all water damage that we didn't see because there was so much stuff on top of it. And so I ended up having to pull all of that out. Now these are, these are, these are pre-made cabinets. So, you know, the floor in the cabinet isn't something you can easily replace. It's not designed to be replaced. It's designed that, you know, your obsolescence, as you were talking about, is designed to have to be completely removed and put a new one put back in. I didn't do that. I, uh, so I tore out the floor (laughs) of the cabinet, dried everything out, I custom made my own floor for the cabinet, put that back in, wow. and then redid all the plumbing for the under sink. When you say but, you tore it out, what? How did you do? What did you? You cut it? Uh, and yeah, I well, I started cutting it um, until I could get enough where I could pull the rest out because you you have to pull out the nails and the. But it, there was still sure. a nice little gap in there that I could build a shelf on top of. Um, wow. so yeah, that was, that was my fun weekend last weekend. Uh, and that's why we didn't get to podcast because that's what I was dealing with, but that was really interesting <laughs> as I was going through all of that. And, and I had to, all the plumbing was done backwards, which we had always, we would always wondered why we were getting water to back up into the sink. So I had to redo all the plumbing, then put the garbage disposal in, then connect the wow. dishwasher. And uh, I mean, it all it all looks good. It, it all works very, very well, except now there's a problem with the plumbing, because I guess when I shut the water off, there was enough back pressure to create a uh, vacuum inside of the. So now whenever you run the water, it pulses. It goes boom, 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 boom. So I've got to get something to actually pull that air pocket out. I don't remember. I think it's called an, a, a plumbing arrestor or something like that. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. You yeah. can't just you can't just open up multiple multiple faucets nope. and I tried that. Yeah, and I looked weird. up Google's my friend. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the next house? project. Do you have a whole house filter or no? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The whole house filter, I believe, would help with that. And it's just a it's just an add-in uh in your piping from the main source. And yeah, uh, the main that's I, I, the I'm, I'm not sure it would. Yeah. So I don't know what this place, how this place was built, but the main source is in the crawl space. And then there's the Got only it. cutoff, the only cutoff, because I spent, I remember I was redoing the shower and I probably spent five or six hours trying to find where the, the oh. in-house shutoff valve was. So you could just shut it off. Wow. No, I had to go out to the street and shut it off at the street. What? There's, there's no valve in the house. There's maybe half of the, the houses in the, cause I asked my neighbors, half of the houses in the neighborhood have 
shut off valves. The other half doesn't. It's all one builder, and they just they decided to go on the cheap and not not put them in the house. Wow. Yeah. So I would. Wow. If I were to put an in-house filter in, I'd have to go into the crawl space on the opposite. So the doors on one side of the house, and the water main, if you call it that, is on the other side. So I'd have to crawl across to put the filter system in. It's not like it's in the garage <laughs> or anything where I can just tap tap it up. So yeah, I've, and I've thought about it, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Andy. Um, we'll leave that up to the next owner. There's a puppy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that that was my adventure uh, for wow. the weekend, and and uh, it, everything Louise. is everything is working though. I've got a I've got a working garburetor. Well, that, that's good, and I yeah. like that name. I get the whole insincorator because that we had that before. Um, oh, and speaking of that, I don't know if you can you see this. Oh, is that the new? Wow, that's looking really good. Build, baby. Well, they're missing something now. Problem. What's that? It's missing something. A roof. Yeah, yeah, and Uh garage doors, and yeah, right. Um, You don't need garage doors. Watching it take shape now, I can Uh already. You you know, we get over there and we're like, okay, all right, we're getting close, and we're not even close. (laughs) It's still gonna be many months and and yeah. you know we've got uh we have uh uh trusses coming in that is the beauty of these houses when they build them here and they're all essentially done the same way with the cinder block and trusses mm-hmm. so any walls they build are never going to be supporting walls so that's awesome, that um, awesome. if you ever you know for future owners if they're ever going to redo something it's all trusses, so you don't ever have to worry about is that a you know is that a, a, a load load bearing supporting wall, wall or right. So yeah. anyway, um, that that's the good part. But but we're still going to be waiting, and all of those prices, by the way, have gone up dramatically. Oh, trusses sure. almost doubled in price for the yeah. trusses. Well, and, everything and, is almost okay. doubled in price. I went to the grocery yeah. store. Have you I been to the grocery store? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not just it's not just covid it's not just the war it's not just gas it's also bird flu do you hear about bird flu now so the eggs are it's like when can reason, we, we're not yeah. good yeah this is this is ridiculous it's but we we have a very standard shopping list i would say we don't deviate much from what we normally buy week after week and last yeah. time we went to the store we actually didn't even buy our full list and we were still a hundred dollars more than usual Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was like, That's this a lot. is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. I did. Great. Yeah. I did buy some chicken. I don't usually buy chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top, man. Over the top. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that's, and it's that, interesting. Honestly, that's even Sands alcohol. There was no alcohol purchased. Yeah. I know ours has been the same way lately where we're, no, no, we're not, we're not getting wine or we're not, you know, and it's, it is, it's, it's crazy. But what's made us better shoppers is we kind of know pricing now. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, there was a, uh, uh, there was a um, a whole chicken, raw raw chicken, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, we can smoke this. It'll be great. Uh, Eight bucks or something like that for the whole chicken. And I went over to the meat counter and they have the broasted chicken for six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Whole chicken. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So that's not, a, that's not how this is supposed less, to work. I don't have to jump through the hoops to make it. So, yeah. Uh, Except, you know, making thing. it is I mean, kind we'll of fun it. too, though. Well, it is, but not two bucks plus the time fun. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I can do other things, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but we'll use the whole thing in that, you know, one meal, maybe two. Uh, and Lisa likes to do salads with the roasted chicken, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then I just pick the bones and we'll do a, a soup or something like that. That's amazing or pasta or so you kind of get a little creative and we're getting better at not throwing stuff out, which is uh, is a, a big problem if you're especially Speaking, as, as empty nesters and you've got you know yeah. others in the house but right. as empty nesters it's it's tougher to cook for a couple of people well especially person, like yeah especially does. when all well i would say jen and i will eat pretty much the same things and we yeah. have, i mean we like pretty much everything and and there's nothing we get really picky about but yeah Whitney, we rotate meals yeah Whitney will not 
eat certain things. Well, and let me, she doesn't cook. So she doesn't know how to cook. The kitchen scares her. So she's got a very particular thing and it's not stuff that Jen and I would eat because it's, it's just not. And then Peyton won't eat what we eat and won't eat what Whitney eats. So we're making, (laughs) granted, we don't, we don't really, we, Whitney does her own thing, so she's fine. But we always have to make two meals because sure. if we don't, Peyton's not going to eat what we're going to eat and we're not going to eat what she's going to eat um, yep. unless it's mac and cheese. And then we'll, you know, we'll add healthy stuff to the <laughs> mac and cheese and pretend. But uh, yeah, it's so it does make it a little bit more difficult, but it's not again, we've we've had a, our budget and we've we've worked on that in, in a certain direction. But the other thing was Costco. We do, we do maybe once a quarter, we'll do a big Costco order. We don't go monthly. Right. So yeah. we'll, let's say our Costco order is usually about four hundred dollars. And if we get it, if we go get it, maybe it's four fifty. But if we get it delivered, you know, with tax and title and above tax and title. Wow slip into the business. <laughs> um, tax and, oh, and delivery fees. It's usually, it comes in about 500 bucks, right? So the other thing we do is we, again, have a very standard list. So I can go into the app and literally go order my last order and everything will come. The last time I did that, I pulled it up. It was almost $700. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hell no. Wow. Hell no. Yeah. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. That's a really good, uh, that's a really good exercise of ordering the same exact thing and looking at just the sheer jump with what inflation was doing. Holy man. Yeah. That one got me because you could argue the grocery thing and go, well, maybe you didn't get exact the same thing or some things were on sale and then some, no, this is, this is literally going order. Wow unbelievable yeah Yeah, it was so needless to say we don't have our costco order (laughs) well and and so we we're not near since we moved down here costco's an hour away now uh unlike uh uh, unlike when we were in wisconsin it was you know half an hour maybe something like that so you could justify going once a month or something like that what we did Uh, other than stock up items though it's it turns into uh oh you know we needed this or we needed that yeah did you that's why we don't go right that's why we usually order and and just we eat the we'll eat the the tip and the the service fee just because we know it's still going to be cheaper than if we go exactly and that's that is you get there and you go oh i need this or oh good i can get some socks or really yep so uh yeah i'm I'm with you. It's not that I don't, I love Costco, um, oh, me too. but we're, we just need to, we need to pay closer attention to what's at home. Now on the flip side of that, and I know we're going to start wrapping up here. The flip side of that um, is our meat market here. Mm-hmm. We, and we're meat market fans. We found a German butcher here that Ooh, they're just amazing. I bet and, so I'm German and you have some journey yeah. too. Yeah, and so uh, we found they, I, at first I went in the first time and I'm looking for fillets because that's what we would do in Wisconsin at the butcher shop. And I couldn't see any. I'm like, oh, come on. So we tried a couple other steaks and they were fine, but we're fillet snobs. We just love fillets and Lisa makes them better than 98% of the restaurants I've been to. And I mean, mm-hmm. high end restaurants, Morton's, ha. Don't stand a chance against my wife. Um, they are truly amazing. She has a down to a science. Now, but I did find they have whole tenderloins. Nice. And whole Shazam. They're beautiful and they're expensive. But when you slice them up into steaks and freeze them, it yeah. comes out way less than what they are at the store and yep. way better quality. So yep. we are just so happy with this place. Um, it, yeah, admittedly, it's uh, it's most of our grocery bill if we go and get a big tenderloin, but uh, it's worth the extra visit, the extra trip because right. we we dole it out appropriately. So yeah. anyway, it's been and that's, that's the those places too. are are awesome, are uh, because it's the, such great quality. Yeah, I think that's that's something we do miss with having these giant stores where everything's in it is 
just and i am not if i i am not a i don't like people i hate people let's just bluntly say it that way i hate people i can't live like my dad does out in the middle of nowhere because i still have to have people around me but i hate people but we've talked we've talked though nick about and i i don't hate people um i i don't like surrounding myself with elderly folks who don't know how to drive they That's are true, everywhere yeah. here. So yeah, I, I, gonna, I told you just going to say thought, you're in the wrong state, John. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I thought drivers in, in Arizona were bad, you know, because the people come down there and they're snowbirds. Yeah. And, and I thought drivers in uh, uh, Texas were bad. These people are the worst ever. And it actually, at least I had the conversation. Maybe we need to sell the Harley because it's dangerous to be out oh, with no. a motorcycle here. It's like they don't even see it. They I, and I, wow! And it's a big bike. It's it's the size of a smart car essentially. So anyway, um, <laughs> you it's it's just a circus. That said, I go at the easy times at the grocery store. We talked mm-hmm. about you know eight or nine in the morning. It's awesome. Nobody there, and I get through the store with a full shopping list in twenty minutes. It's unheard of. And uh, so, yeah, like you, know, you, I avoid the crowds there. So uh, speaking of, I, I, I think it was just a fluke, but something similar. I, I went with Jennifer, actually. Um, I, I don't remember what day it was, but it was early in the morning. No cars in the parking lot. I was so excited. And then I walk into the store and the place was packed. I'm like, what, what? the hell? I, I exactly. It was like, there. It, it was very, very busy, like people everywhere. And I'm like, where did you all come from? Your cars aren't out there. <laughs> Somebody dropped off a bus. Load. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where was the bus? I didn't see the bus. I sound like a, an old Jewish guy. Where's the bus? I didn't even see the bus. There was actually a little bit of uh, Seinfeld in there. It's good. Yes. That's my best. Where's impression. the bus? Yeah. You had some George going on there a little bit. Yeah, the George. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Anyway. So. I have, speaking of smart cars, I have so many more stories, but we're going to have to save it to the next episode, folks, uh, about my, my, it wasn't a smart car, but it was the size of a smart car with the back seat. Uh, the, the last oh. rental I had, it was a, a pretty good story. So uh, hopefully you'll stay tuned, come back next week to hear that story. I'll probably forget to tell it anyways, but hey, you know, let's, uh, let's toss Maybe the not. dice and see what happens. Maybe not. Um, head up to wahwahwah.pottymiles.com uh, and check out all of the previous episodes along with this episode. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, smash that like button and don't forget smash to hit it. subscribe. Smash it, smash it hard. Uh, and then, you know, the, the notification bell. Don't forget to hit the notification bell because we try to get these up every Tuesday. Every Tuesday at about 6.15 a.m. Central Time is when the video goes live. That's very specific, isn't it? I don't know why. That but was it is. well. Thank you. Thank you. I Folks, know why, because you do it. I do it. I do it, and I do it well. <laughs> Folks, have a great week. It was fantastic talking to you again, John, as usual. I've missed you over the last two weeks, but uh, hopefully it won't be two weeks more. You never know. Folks, have a great weekend. Happy Easter, and we'll talk to you. Well, hopefully you had a good Easter, because this isn't coming out until Tuesday. So anyway, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Easter. Ah, nice.